The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play Podcast. Kevin here, joined with LJ. What's up? Uncle Tony Pops is out. Who knows what Pops is doing? Way He's too not much here fun, with probably. us. What's going on, guys? What up? Uh, Pops is gallivanting around. <laughs> gallivanting across the country. He's, There's no telling. Well, he's trying probably. to find some new bougie problems is what he's doing. <laughs> he, he, yeah. So he has some homework for next yeah, week yeah, when he gets yeah, back. Exactly. He ran out. I think he, he may be at either at some point going to or maybe currently in Colorado. And Colorado's not a... At least in the sports world, they've had a tough a tough week. Look between <laughs> between Dion getting crushed by Oregon and then LJ. I mean, I'd rather have the Nuggets out there playing against the Dolphins if I had if I had to pick. <laughs> so let's start there. Uh, Seventy points in a game is just like it. Like it looked like a typo. It doesn't look right. You, know? you, want, to, you want me to tell you what the most embarrassing part about that is? 70 points against the Broncos, just in case yeah, anyone's anyone not doesn't up to know. Speed. My team got LJ's beat by Broncos. 50 points, and at least 14 of those were just like, I don't know who cares what the Broncos are doing. Um, so, the most embarrassing part of this is that they did not kick that field goal at the end of the game. And as I understand, it was because they didn't want to embarrass anybody. But, like, when your backup Aww. quarterback is throwing a 68 yard bomb to a, a practice squad t- uh, wide receiver, Embarrassment's already out the window. Get the record. You guys deserve it. Like, it's so embarrassing to say we didn't want to embarrass you by more than 50 points. That's absurd. Yeah. So I, I w- we'll rattle off a little bit of stats about the game, but something I found interesting, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but as as we all know, and we've discussed on this pod, Sean Payton had some rather choice <laughs> words about Nathaniel Hackett and yep. his job coaching the yes. Broncos last year, which I think even Nathaniel Hackett will tell you, wasn't the best year for him. You know, yeah. I don't think he's like going out there saying it's other people's fault. I, I hadn't heard any of that, but Sean Payton had some choice words and just kind of felt like uh, breaking a little bit of the coaches. Code. Like, why, why are you even talking about Hackett? Like you're, it's a new year, new team. Yeah. But Nathaniel Hackett is a part of this group called, they call themselves the quarterback collective. And it's all people from a similar coaching tree. And it includes Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Mike McDaniel, uh, LaFleur and Hackett. So I wouldn't be And this group meets up every year. They discuss innovative offenses. You know, they're good friends. I would not be surprised if I know McDaniel didn't kick the field goal. He wanted to score a lot of points on the Broncos. Right. Because his buddy. Yeah. You're saying his buddy's in his group. Yeah. He's kind of going. Yeah. Look, we know Hackett's like Hackett tells us how bad he sucks over drinks, but you don't need to say it. Right. So I don't I bet McDaniel came in there going. It would be cool to hang 50. I don't think he realized he would score 70 yeah. points. That's insane. 
I think that accounts for a touchdown every six minutes of the game. Well, that sounds I, about right. Yeah, I calculate. And right. then, uh, you know, it's it was just it was embarrassing to I, there was like the Broncos couldn't stop the practice squad of the Miami Dolphins. Like, it's insane how badly they just like you could tell the Dolphins were actually trying to not score about halfway through the third quarter and it just didn't matter. And then it was like, oh, there's a chain again. Yeah. For a 70 yard. Touchdown. Yeah. A chain. Like, what are you going to tell a chain to slow down? Like you can like it's insane. So it's only the fourth time in history that a team has scored 70 points in an NFL game. Most recently, the Washington football team did it in 1966. But maybe the best 70-plus point game. And a uh, uh, shout-out to Ben Solak for the ringer for for pointing this out. But I went and looked at the Wikipedia page. The Bears played Washington in the 1940 NFL championship game where the Bears beat them 73-0. to zero. The Wikipedia entry for this game says that apparently the Washington team owner called the Bears crybabies and quitters <laughs> after beating them 7-3 to three in the regular season. The Bears, who ran the T formation offense, not the wing T, just the T, put a, had eight interceptions, three of which were returned for touchdowns, one of them by a man named Bulldog Turner. And this was the first game broadcast on nationwide radio and the last game in which an NFL player played without a helmet on. That's just... <laughs> Wow, what a crossover of things. That's, that's insane. That's funny. So, Tony, 70 points. They're not yeah. going to score 70 points every game, but what was this? The Broncos are just a train wreck. The Dolphins are really that good. I think in our group text, you said Dolphins definitely now in that top tier of NFL teams. Maybe the top? What did you think about this game? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it, it was just a um, – I'm trying to name it. There's a, there's a book out there that I think it's just a – unfortunate miss the misfortunes of somebody anyway everything that could happen bad did happen bad and i think it lined this is what happened the broncos were terrible and the dolphins were clicking and um i think we said it on the pod last week miami going down there or denver going down there to play in that sea level air Mm -hmm. they were going to be slow and by God, they yeah. were. It was just, you know, they couldn't handle all that oxygen, and I think it just freaked <laughs> them out. But, um, no, I, I, it was just the, the Broncos are better than that, and the Dolphins are not as good at that, as that. And so same thing we said about the Cowboys beating the Giants 40 to nothing. There's just neither one of those teams are that bad or that good. But I think we know what direction they're going. I mean, I, yes, they're not going to score 70, but that Dolphins – the way they're playing right now, and I, I, I feel like we do this every year where through four weeks or something, it's the best offense, you know, on pace to break all these records or the, the, the team we think is the best in the NFL after week three or four, something changes, injuries, whatever. But the way they run motion, the way they're just – LJ, it almost feels like I, I, Al Davis has to be rolling over his grave because they're, they're just extremely fast and McDaniels gets them all over the place and Tua looks really accurate and looks like – him and McDaniel are just in sync in that offense. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't read anything into this game uh, outside of the Broncos are not good and the Dolphins are good. Like any sort of like uh, amount of that is probably not worth your time to think about too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, the 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 speed and the connection on these team that team is is wild uh, without Waddle. I mean, it's yeah. The, we had have we said that with they didn't have Jalen Waddle for this game. They scored seventy points. Jalen Waddle's incredible. Yeah, as soon as he's back, I mean that that is a that is an offense to be reckoned with. I uh, you know I'm looking forward to see how they do. Uh, what next they got week? the they Bills got the this Bills. week, and it's a great. I think it might be Sunday night, and that's going to be a great one because I'd love for the Bills to maybe get up in the third quarter so we can kind of see. Do- 
Because we haven't seen the Dolphins really play from behind yet at all yeah. this year. Yeah, and we weren't going to get that against Vance Joseph. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, don't don't think too hard about that game, except for go ahead and mock every Broncos fan that you know. They deserve it. It's a terrible team. Uh, and everybody that was hyped like me at the beginning of the year, thinking Sean Payton might turn them around, fix Russ, which, by the way, Russ doesn't look terrible. Um, but that's neither here nor there. The team is awful. So um, it's it's just bad. Uh, both Raheem Mostert and Devon A. Chain scored four touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> um, shockingly, that's happened eight times in the NFL. The last time it happened was 2004. Tony, you got any guess what team did it? 2004? Mm-hmm. Had two players score four touchdowns each? Two running backs score four touchdowns or more. Uh, 49ers. Nope. LJ, you got a guess? You'll know this team. Both of you will. Like you'll remember the the team oh, for four oh four oh four. Um no, I don't even have a guess. It was the Chiefs with Priest Holmes and oh, Derek Blaylock. Yeah. I don't remember Derek Blaylock, but Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes, yeah, I don't remember Blaylock. That might have been the year the Priest Holmes broke the touchdown. Oh, I, remember I think Blaylock he did one year. Bit, but. Kevin, I, I do need to correct you on something. Uh oh. Uh so after four touchdowns on Sunday, uh the name is pronounced Devon Achan. Let's be clear about it now, because when you score four touchdowns, you get to tell people how to pronounce your name. Which is funny because the Dolphins like program, they send out the program to announcers and in the pro like I saw other announcers putting this out. They said they specifically say it's A, like A, and then chain. Like so they were telling, no, this is how you pronounce it. And then he comes out, he's like, All right, so now that I've put now that I'm on the map a little <laughs> Can we can we do my name how it is Devon Achan? But it just throws me. A chain's is a cool name. I don't know. Devon Achan has a good rhythm yeah, to it. it. Sounds violent. Well, you, you keep scoring yeah. four touchdowns every week, then you can. I'll call you. Yeah, you, you can call. change his name every week, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm, I'm calling Petunia if he wants me to. <laughs> Let's stick in the uh, AFC West a little bit. I guess this isn't totally AFC West, but we we thought that the Chargers and Vikings would be a weird game. And somehow it was even weirder than I thought. And a stop by the San San Diego, the L.A. Chargers defense, or maybe just a little bit of a miscommunication of time at the end, might have saved uh, Staley's job, right, Tony? I mean, that that going for that fourth down was mind-boggling. That's one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. And, you know – They should have lost because of that. They should have lost. They should have lost. And I guess to me, the Minnesota is just paying for all the good karma they had last year and all those one those wins they had in close games. But there's just that's just why it just it doesn't make any sense to go for it there at that point in time on your inside your thirty. I just was ridiculous, ridiculous. I do think LJ. I don't know about you. If they end up losing that game, if Kirk Cousins does drive down there and get a touchdown. I'm not saying Staley's fired this week, but there's rumblings, I think. Oh, that- yeah, I mean, I think there'd be rumblings, but I think that that would be, uh, I don't know. Sometimes you know your guy can make it, and he was just dead wrong. Um, I, I don't know. I, I didn't love the call, but like a lot of these fourth and short calls, uh, it's hard to call without being in that practice facility, you know? Yeah. Justin Herbert, I mean, was absolutely phenomenal the game. He went 40 for 47 with 405 yards and three touchdowns. No quarterback has ever completed 85% of their passes on 45-plus attempts. I mean, 
Herbert's playing at MVP level, and the only thing stopping him is Staley's decision. Is the rest of like. the yeah the play calling? I'd say it's probably Kellen Moore. So it's keeping him. Well, I know I know how you feel about Kellen yeah. Moore. He's, he's he he looks really good until it counts. Yeah, that's Kellen Moore. So you, anyway, so what do you think I'm happened sorry, at the end that. there, Kirk Cousins? So they they were driving and they get a first and goal with about thirty ish seconds left, and it felt like they should just kill the clock with the spike and figure out, and they waste a good. 25 seconds of the clock. I mean, it, that just felt like, um, I don't know. I, it's probably a little bit of coaching and Kirk Cousins. I don't know who you put the blame on there, Tony. I don't want to say uh, coaching, just like I, I don't want to talk about the Razorbacks tonight. <laughs> I don't want to do it. But you can't get down there and not have those timeouts and that time period and not use them. And I don't know. That just, they seem to be, from any other team this year that I've watched, the Minnesota Vikings seem to be so out of sync. I mean, Denver's in sync; they're just in sync really bad. <laughs> but um, uh, but Minnesota, they're just they just look around like, huh, what, huh? They they just don't get it. They just like they're trying to figure out. Now I don't know if like Dalvin Cook had a bag of magic beans that he would hand out every <laughs> every game, and so to keep them out. And now that Dalvin's gone, the beans are gone. I don't know, but they look way out of sync, and I, that just as you said to start, Kevin, that was one of the weirdest games and the weirdest last five minutes of a game that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it just – it didn't make a whole lot of sense. And then rounding out, speaking of things that don't make sense, um, what what was Josh McDaniels doing in that Raiders game on Sunday night? Like he, So he, he's already, he lines up to kick the field goal when they're down – I believe they're down eight with like less than two minutes left, and he lines up to kick a field goal. Then gets bailed out with a kind of phantom. I forget it's a leverage call, but like even they showed the replay, and the rule is you can't use the like center's back to push yourself up. And the guy did put his arm on the center, but it didn't feel like he really yeah. got that. But whatever they call it, and then sh- so McDaniel kind of gets an automatic first down. Then he goes one, two, three plays, and then kicks another field goal inside like the fifteen yard line when you're down. Like, it was just stupid. Yeah, I- to just be that dedicated to it was wild for sure. That just uh, McDaniel's yeah. just is not an NFL head coach. I don't think Agreed. Tony. I think you've been he saying that not for a while. A long time, but he won't be a he won't be one next year. So that's fine. Uh, but uh, yeah, just that was just terrible. I, and I, you know me, I'm always for the field goal. I'm always for the field goal, except when it's less than two minutes and you're down yeah. eight. You know, now if you're down nine, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. You need it. Go, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, and maybe somebody forgot to tell him that he was down just eight, and we had two point conversions in the league now. But I, anyway, yeah, I mean, you think counting be yeah. easy for him after counting all those touchdowns in New England? But like, yeah, he clearly <laughs> doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, I just don't. And then he wasted. He he squandered an amazing game by Devonte Adams. It felt like every time I looked mm-hmm. up, Devonte Adams was making another thirty yard catch. He's He's still really good at football, by the way. Just if anybody forgot, yes. he's still really, really good. I think even including yeah. recent history, Josh McDaniels is the worst Broncos coach ever. That's just my opinion. And that's <laughs> even after someone just got beat by 50. Yeah, I think. And I'm points. comfortable saying and Nathaniel Hackett, that could yeah. happen for the rest of the year. And I'd still think I'd probably feel that yeah. way. Yeah. Hey, do you guys think, and I know you said AFC West. So is there a worse division in football? God, I mean, AFC West? outside of one There's team. There's the Chiefs yeah. and then. Yeah. Yeah. And even Chiefs aren't really fine. Maybe the no AFC South, AFC worldwide, South's but, pretty bad. Dude, they're winning. 
Yeah, against each yeah, other. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't but know. Still, you man, they you make bad. a good point. I mean that that is a bad division right now for sure. Yeah. I yeah. think the Chargers um, could I mean, turn Houston, it around because that is yeah. such a talented team. I think yeah. the Raiders could turn it around. Yeah. They just have a bad coach. I think the Broncos are probably in rebuild uh, starting <laughs> now. Um, after last week, you have to just go ahead and start that. Um, but so there could be two other good teams in that division. But right now, it is literally just Mahomes and Kelsey and then like another 212 guys in that division. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Mahomes and Kelsey, I, I do want to get to so after week one, oh God, the Chiefs and Bills both lost, and we're kind of going. And we were doing a little overreaction bit here, but we were kind of talking like, oh, "Are the Bills in trouble?" Mm-hmm. Josh Allen didn't look good; he lost to an Aaron Rodgers-less Jets, and then the Chiefs losing to the Lions. Well, since week one losses, the uh, the AFC's cream of the crop have now been two and zero, with three of which uh, they both gone, haven't lost. Three of which of their four collective wins have been by at least four touchdowns. So like they're they're not just winning. The Bears got yeah, just de- demolished, and then the Washington Commanders got just crushed by the Bills. Tony, who do you want to talk about first as far as those two teams and and who's maybe better? Uh, let's talk the Bills. Let's talk Bills. What that defense yeah. looks like? It's pretty solid, and yeah, I, that's where I see I, they have made a better improvement defensively over the last two weeks than I had. I think they have offensively. Um, and so, you know, you're not seeing now Josh Allen has looked a lot better and has a little more poise and I guess he's like Joe Burrow, you know, week one, just scratch (laughs) it off and, you know, just forget about it because he's much better, but their, their defense, I think has really improved and James Cook's kind of been running decent and that's what we've said for the last two years. If they can just get a running game. And he is, and I think Latavius Murray is exactly what they need. He he's gets those when you need two yards, Latin Murray will get you two mm-hmm. yards. Uh, just don't ask him to do it more than four <laughs> or five times because he'll break down. But um, yeah, I think that's uh, I, I think that's that's valid. James Cook is running hard. LJ, what do you think? If you had to choose, who's who's better right now, Bills or Chiefs? Who do you got? Uh, I mean, I feel like the Bills beat a slightly better team, but otherwise, I mean, there's, I I need to see more information, but I kind of like the Chiefs, um, a little bit. I mean, I like the Bills more, but I kind of feel more comfortable with the Chiefs. Um, so I'd probably say the Chiefs, but uh, not enough information. It does feel the Chiefs defense, while they're not like making all the flashy interceptions and stuff like the Bills did this past week, the Chiefs defense has been pretty stout all yeah. year. I mean, they, they, they held it. I like to think that Lions team is a solid offense and they didn't really do anything crazy against the chiefs. And then the Jaguars, they do have a lot of trouble right now, but we like to think they're a decent offense. I feel like the chiefs have uh, over the past few years been pretty solid at having like great tacklers, not giving up a lot on defense, not necessarily being turnover Kings because they score enough on offense. They don't, well, cause they it. know we just got to hold you yeah. under, you know, 24. Yeah, just, points it, they can have that bend don't break um, and let you go ahead and get, you know, a few shots at the end zone. But like, you know, you're not going to get everything you want because we're not going straight for interceptions all the time or anything like that. Yeah. Well, and they, they know, they don't win the game on their defensive end. Like, you know, right. they, they can lose it with their defense, but they can't really win right. it. When you, and you don't need to when you got 15 and 87. Mm-hmm. I guess while we talk about the Chiefs, we got to touch on. Do we? What, <laughs> well, 
Conspiracy Kevin might enter enter the chat. Oh, at some okay. Point, now I'm really interested. Actually, go on, Tony. What, what do you think about Kelsey and Swift? What, what's 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 your thoughts? I, I think it's a perfect pairing. I'm all for it. I um. I mean, I think they're cute as hell. I don't think we need to talk about them. I don't care. Doesn't matter. I, I think uh, so here. Okay, I think Taylor Swift likes Donna Kelsey more than she likes Travis. Well, Kelsey. she does seem like a trip. Who, yeah, I think that'd be who, fun. Yeah, who doesn't want to hang out? with mama yeah Kelsey. up in the booth and I yeah, think that's what's yeah. The deal is. well and i kind of think deal. someone needs to teach taylor a little uh, she's got the world master she's great at everything i don't want the taylor swift fans to come <laughs> yeah yeah here, chill 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 guys <laughs> learn a little press box etiquette i mean the, it was the third quarter it was like 38 <laughs> to 7 and she's like screaming up and down when kelsey catch a touchdown going lf like you know cussing and donna kelsey like a professional she is is like <laughs> Baby, we've got the, we've had this game once since the, end of the first <laughs> yeah. quarter. Let's let's contain this. Is like one bit, of his high know? school games. It's not a big deal. <laughs> okay, so so you just hit it there, LJ. That's what I think has happened. So Taylor Swift really didn't have sure high school, interesting right? point. So she didn't go to Friday night uh-huh. and cheer on her boyfriend, the quarterback. Because yeah. let's be honest, her boyfriend would have been the quarterback, mm. and and so. She. This is her. This is her deal, right? This is where she gets. But to I do believe that. he was team she, captain, and it, she was on the cheer team. So you know, like, <laughs> there you go. There, there'll there be a song is. about it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, she's at the pep rally right now. That's for. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna stick the the conspiracy Kevin hat on for a second. Let's go. It's made a fool. I oh I think the video we saw of them walking out of the stadium together. Was the first time they've ever met in person. Oh, why do you I, think that? I don't think that there now there could end up being a thing between these two. They could end up being a great relationship forever. I think there's Taylor's if Taylor Swift's not besides just being ultra talented, she knows the PR game and the way to kind of stay ultra relevant at all times better than anyone. She happens to have a movie coming out. That's her concert of this era's tour. That's going to be out in the theaters. Yep. The Kelseys also have a documentary they just dropped, both Travis and Jason Kelsey with Donna, I'm sure, involved. Apparently, it's a really good documentary. Along with like a podcast I, that they're always trying to get more listeners for. With or, a yeah. podcast that they're that, that's getting bigger and bigger. I, it just kind of feels like there's a chance this is kind of just a, hey, if we just do this for like, like act like this is a thing. I, I would actually, both of us. To, to lend credence to what you're saying, I couldn't think of a pairing for Taylor Swift that would get more good publicity than one of the biggest football players in this era. Like it, it totally well, makes sense to, to get that crossover of like, because I know I've had like a half dozen conversations of, Hey, do you know who uh, Travis Kels is? Um, and so like it's combining worlds and everybody's like, it's worth talking about, you know, if, if you know, I like football and you like Taylor Swift, like we can have that conversation. So like, it's brilliant if that's the case. Well, brilliant. and Travis Kelsey is, as far as just like Q rate, like, like your rating goes is just people like you. Like, I don't, I, there's not a whole lot of people that mm-hmm. have anything bad to say about Kelsey other than like they get annoyed because he's good. Yeah. He's charming, talented and attractive. So fuck him. But like, yeah. <laughs> so like the Cincinnati mayor doesn't like it. Well, well, that's probably true. <laughs> but he's a jabroni. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, again, this could turn in. I just feel like this was kind of a. Travis Kelsey said something a little flippant, like where he was like, oh, yeah, I gave her a wristband with my number. I think he was kind of joking. And then he threw out the what if she came to the game to Arrowhead. And I think her her PR people are like, oh, you better go. Let's, let's reach yeah. out. Let's see if we can just go in the press box. 
It'd be fun to go to, we, like you're saying, she hasn't gone to games. Go to Arrowhead. Arrowhead's a fun stadium. Like, Oh, yeah, you couldn't sure, pick a much better stadium for sure. I mean, as much as I hate them, that is, oh, that is an environment. And then it led the freaking, like, not, not ESPN, like the nightly news was leading with Taylor Swift at Arrowhead the next night. Yeah. So, I mean, it was... The, all the Chiefs fans that I know Bill in my life. Bill Belichick like, commented. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Every Chief fan I know in my life is so frustrated. Jerry Jones commented. Like, Why well, Jerry Jones will comment this? anytime he thinks there's a headline possible. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess. Okay, that wraps up our Kelsey. Well, Kevin, oh, Kevin oh, I just want to say one last thing. Now, you can say all you want, but just remember. She's just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. <laughs> So don't knock it, man. Oh my hey, God. I'm I'm team love over here. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, hope, I hope they have a happily ever after. Life. Um, <laughs> All the Notting Hill fans there just fell yeah, out. Yeah. So. <laughs> you mentioned Jerry Jones a second ago. Um, are the Cardinals kind of good or do the Cowboys suck, Tony? If we're specifying Jerry Jones, is that like part yeah. of this? Or are we just saying the Cowboys in general? Just Cowboys. Oh, okay, cool. That was a general. No, I, I that was a trap game. It was an early trap game, but they've got the Patriots this week, and and um, the Cardinals had been terrible. And uh, I, I, the Cowboys typically have one of these, and they just blew it in the red zone, just flat blew it in the red zone multiple times. And I just at this point, I'll I would say it's a trap game, and I'm not prepared to say that. Yeah, they suck. I I just think it was oops. Yeah, well, for the moving. defense, for sure. I think the defense kind of came in and were like, I don't, it didn't look like they spent a lot of time in the film room this week. Like they kind of just like, oh, it's no. Arizona. It's Josh Dobbs has been there for what, three weeks? Like we're, we're the Cowboys defense. We'll come in and crush them. And they just look a little out schemed. Offensively, I do think this is something that's been a little hidden over the first two weeks because they've played Zach Wilson. And then, like we talked about that week one where it was a train wreck for the Giants. They have kind of they they move between the twenties. They do kind of get stagnant when they get inside the twenty. Like their red zone offense, there's something just not clicking, and they settle for a lot of field goals against the Jets. And, and we talked about this a little last week. If the Jets could have made any sort of play, they were kind of hanging around that game way longer than they should have. <clears throat> so there is something. I don't think the Cowboys suck. I was kind of joking there, but that red zone offense is a prop. I, you're going to have to start getting sevens. You can't swap threes in the playoffs. You know what's missing, right? What, what, what's missing? Zeke Elliott's missing. Well, he's coming to town this weekend. I know. And so I, and so here's the thing. How many how many touchdowns has Pollard scored? This year? I, yeah. One or two? One? One. And how many have been within the uh, five yards? Uh, I think maybe the one. Uh, but I don't know. Well, anyway, that, that what I'm saying is I don't think I've seen the power running game from Tony Pollard that I think they were expecting. Rico Dowdle had a great game yeah. uh, this weekend, and I think he showed that he is the number two back, although Deuce had a, has had a couple of good runs. But Rico was showing a little bit of pop, and I'm a little concerned that that Pollard hasn't shown that pop or that, that be able to release from that first contact. I'm a little concerned about it. That, to me, is maybe what's causing uh, some of these uh, – uh, trouble in the red zone, but they'll get it figured out. I, I love the uh, prestige worldwide rumor mill for us this morning with Kyle Pitts. Mm, I think that'd be an yeah. interesting because that is Schultz is not there. Uh, you know, they've uh, they're missing that tight end. And, and so that could, that's an interesting observation. That yeah, could be a yeah. deal. 
They were, to add to your trap game a little bit, I mean, they were also missing. And I didn't realize this until Sunday. I'm watching one of the countdown shows and the bottom line flashes. And I believe Tyron Smith out was out. Zach Martin was out. And Travis Steele, I think, might have been out. Three, two Hall of Famers, yeah. maybe. And then one, all, I mean, Pro Bowler. I mean, that's, that's losing that's three tough, offensive yeah. linemen in general is going to be tough. Losing three very good offensive linemen. I would love if the Broncos it, had that excuse. <laughs> I do. I do think that the Cardinals are a little more frisky than we than we get originally gave them. How much I, of a factor do you think uh, missing Diggs was? Like scheming to try little, to cover an extra an island. Usually, you don't have to worry about Diggs now. You have to scheme a little bit different. Do you think that made a difference in the run game? Maybe a little. I. I because I think it moved around the nickel corner who's typically there, and the nickel corner kept getting lost, getting sucked in, and they would hit outside a little. Yeah. I, I think it made more of a a little bit of a distraction where, like, ever since that, they just, instead of worrying about the Cardinals, they were just, like, almost bummed out, you know, going, yeah. dang, we just lost not just a piece of our defense, but a, a huge piece. So I think what I'm hearing and then, that so there is, was no focus on the Cardinals the three days ahead of it. From both of y'all, still I'm, NFL I'm hearing like maybe this is like a more emotional loss than like an X's and O's loss, even though there were a lot of players missing for the Cowboys and they could make a couple of moves to get better, but yeah. they're still a great team is kind of what I'm hearing. And I think I agree. Yeah, with that. I, as long as those linemen are back. Yeah, that's good. If those were just, if those are short term, I hadn't seen that all three of them were, were out still. Uh, but to, Diggs is tough, and it against Philadelphia is he's going to be. It's a really tough loss for us. But against, I think they just forgot about Rondell Moore, and it's like, oh, I didn't know you could hand the ball <laughs> off to that guy. And, and next thing you know, that happens, and then they have a couple of miscues. They, well, they pull a Washington, they pull a Washington average, Commander and decide they can't. They got to throw the football to the other color. Dobbs averaged nine yards a carry. I think they forgot that. I mean, if you don't account for him at all. He gets on the outside. He's yeah. going to pop you for a twenty-yard run. Yeah, and guess what? James Conner can still run a football. I mean, you're right, Kevin. I I think it's it's something we might want to consider that Arizona's may not be that bad. I don't think they're good by any any. I'm not saying like they're a playoff team. I just think before the year we were going Arizona's first overall pick and all your survivor le- leagues. Just whoever's playing Arizona, take them. And I know they blew the game against the Giants, but even in that game. Connor looked good. Dobbs looked adequate. You know, Rondell Moore. Like they just look like they're not the bottom of the barrel. Maybe we thought they were. They're still not great. I think they win maybe five games, but at most. But the Cowboys got things to improve. I think they will. But there is there is some concern. I I'm not as worried about the run game that you are, Tony. I'm more the the inside the twenty Dak decision because actually he's in his career he's been really good. I think he has like. The last three years, he has the highest QBR inside the red zone. This year, he ranks in the bottom three. So, and it's three game sample size. So, it might just be got to figure a few things out. But it, there, there's something not clicking, and they got to figure that out. Yeah. Last, one good thing I saw, Dak did have a what a twenty something yard run. Yeah. Something like that, and he, and he did it successfully without breaking or tearing anything. And I think that, that if that he'll take some confidence from that. And maybe do a little more of that, and be confident to do that, and they'll let him do it. That makes the offense a lot more effective. Yeah, they oh. just they've just got to be able to do that. And we're not. And I want him to slide when he runs and stuff, but just him at least scaring teams with his legs because he did that when he was younger. He would at least and just the fear of going. This guy can pull it makes that guy that end pause a little longer, and then Pollard's got a little burst and he can go. So I, I agree. I like seeing yeah. him 
using his legs a little bit because it felt like ever since that bad injury, he was hesitant. Rightfully so. I'd be hesitant too after I saw my bone pop out of my leg. Mm. I, I would not want to yeah. run a ton. Um, it's a good point. Sticking in the uh, in the NFC East on Monday night, we saw the, the Eagles move to three. No, they haven't done it just super impressively. There's they they have some struggles with the offense a little bit, but three and zero is three and zero. Tony, what, what do you think about the Eagles? Are they still kind of the Man, crop I'm, there in the NFC or up there with it? To me, absolutely. And I said that last week. I really think they're the, one of the best teams, and I, I almost as impressive as seventy points is to be able to take the ball and move it for nine minutes and 22 seconds and close the game out to say, okay, thank you very much. We're we're done here. And just to dry the ball for nine minutes and 22 seconds until time expires. I don't think there's anything uglier you can do to a team than that. You want the ball? You can't have it. Especially, yes, I'm looking at 15 plays, 68 yards, nine minutes and 22 seconds. Right after the Bucs get a touchdown with – Let's see how much time was left in that. So they nine twenty two. They get a touchdown and make it a 14, 13 point game, fourteen point game. So they're going. Yeah. We get a stop, you know, maybe. And the Eagles just go. Yeah, no, the game's actually over. Yeah. I know it says nine minutes on the <laughs> clock, but you're done. It's but over. like we've already got the buses running. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Nuts! I just that's those. That is really rare. That's amazing. I was a they're little good. nervous when they did the trade because I thought, dang, DeAndre Swift is really talented, and they didn't give up a whole lot. And man, Tony, he looks really good behind that mm. offensive line. We're good, and 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 they've got two other guys too. I mean, they they did what they Gainwell's wanted to do. not bad at and, all. And then we haven't even really seen Penny, who I bet he has Penny. a game later this year. We're like, oh, Rashad Penny's also super talented. Yeah, well, Gainwell was out week two. Yeah. We saw Penny get a few few games. Yeah, that's what they're ready. If somebody goes down, next man up. We got two backs ready to go. And and Boston Scott was inactive uh, this week, and so I. They look really good. Um, I don't. It bothers me even more because just because I, you know I don't don't like seeing the Eagles just things going right for the Eagles. As a Cowboys fan, it's just not something I enjoy. Yeah, seeing. hate it's to like, see it. It's like LJ watching the Chiefs and Raiders. Like if something good happens for him, it just there's part of you. I'm not like I don't hate them, but I'm just kind of like that's. I'd rather that not happen for them, you know. And Jalen Carter dropping to nine. Jalen Carter looks amazing like that rookie already looks like up there with like i mean he's not like an aaron donald class yet but he looks like one of those game those defensive tackles those chris jones types that just changes the game and he mm. had the just rushing the passer he's great he stuffs on the run and then he had the play on monday night where they block they like double team and so he realized oh i'm not getting to the quarterback so he kind of takes a step back they throw it to rashad white and then he comes from behind, runs down the running back, and just smacks Rashad White, forces a fumble. And then they got the Jordan Davis kid. They're just loaded on defense. I, I think Jalen Hurts looks a little off. Something looks a little weird with him. But everything else seems to be rolling with that team. And I, I trust Jalen Hurts because I just think he's a – I don't think he's like a Mahomes-type quarterback, but he's a dependable guy and he's a good leader. So I – I'd be worried about the Eagles. I, I still think the, the 49ers are the class of the NFC right now. But the Eagles are fine. They're yeah. right where they want to be. They're 3-0, and and they hadn't even played their best football yet. So, I got a question just popped into my head. As a Cowboys fan, who is your Chargers? Like, So I hate, hate, hate the Raiders. I strongly dislike the Chiefs. 
And then like the Chargers, like unless they beat the Broncos, I kind of like them. Like they're kind of fun. Like they've got good uniforms. So like, does I don't this need them. to be inside the division? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm asking as a Cowboys fan who are of the three that you play twice a year. Are you OK with seeing like win a Super Bowl every now and again? Or So, well, I don't want to see any of them <laughs> win a Super Bowl. Um, this is going to seem sacrilegious maybe to Tony or any uh, older Cowboy fan, but It'd probably be Washington because they've been just so irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, my entire- right. I think like that's part of why the Chargers are like mine is like they've really like they've spent most of their career having Ladanian Tomlinson and losing like you kind of like get a yeah. soft spot for him. Like I don't necessarily just hate the Giants. Well, I kind of did because I don't think Eli Manning's that good and he won two Super Bowls. <laughs> and then like they beat the Cowboys when the Cowboys were great in 2007. And then Eli Manning just oh, the door, the door, comes in there and wins <laughs> With the his game dumb face. And, yeah. <laughs> and he gets two Super Bowls. I'm like, this guy is like. I truly, and I know I'm a homer, Tony Romo is a better quarterback than Eli Manning. Eli Manning has two Eli Manning Bowls, against, probably the best football team to have ever played in our lifetime. So, so I, it can't be the Giants because I'm just so, that's so annoying to me that they, and the Eagles, they had two I know years how they just got the hot. Eagles. The Eagles are probably your and Raiders, then the Eagles, right? Yeah, the Eagles are my Raiders. And if interestingly, and I think actually Pops would say this too if he was here, I really do like Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts yeah. was on any other team, I'd be like, I'm kind of a Jalen Hurts guy. Because he's on the Eagles, I'm like, can't root for you. I cannot <laughs> Sorry, do bud. Yeah. So they'd be my Raiders. I And it's because the Eagles have been good pretty much the entire time I've been watching. They've been a solid team. And there's a little bit of that rivalry, I feel like, between them. Uh, Tony, you probably can't get behind the – Commanders are fine. I don't mind Washington. You probably hate them. <laughs> yeah. So is there anybody that you uh, hate least of the trio? Um. You know, I, I um <laughs> of the trio um, <laughs> didn't like any of. Them. Yeah, this is a probably the Eagles because yeah, because the Eagles haven't been relevant until recently. Uh, so this is old um, head versus young head uh, sort of thing. Going yeah, it's on. just yeah. yeah, yeah. And the Giants, I, th- that's a good analogy though, LJ. I, I think we we pr- I would probably say, you know, the between you know the Broncos having their their rivalries, but. Well, I was going to say the one I don't mind, and this takes it back, is the Cardinals because mm. the St. Louis Cardinals were in their division uh, when it was five teams. Oh, sure, and I don't so, mind the Seahawks, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I don't mind the Cardinals because everybody beat the crap out of them, and it was fine. And so, but um, no, I'd have to say for me, it's the Eagles. I don't, I don't mind them. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> but but really, if you could see them all three lose every single oh, week, yeah, 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 it would be fine. It'd be yeah. fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. <laughs> um, any other games that just some, some, some thoughts you had, Tony, you wanted to kind of rattle off here as we kind of round out the, the week, you know, uh, um, it was an interesting weekend and I, there was, um, you know, th- that I want to talk about that Philly nine minutes. I, I thought that was just phenomenal, but I, I think the Colts rallying to beat the Ravens, uh, was pretty big. And once again, the uh, the man comes to play, and so uh, I I thought that uh, the Colts winning that uh, was a was a really that was a gutty win, you know, really big deal. Big yeah, win. and 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 I hope it doesn't happen. But you you're already hearing the the mustache calls for maybe we need to let Richardson you know learn a little more. Let's let the mustache get out there. But Richardson's been uh, good. I the only knock on Richardson yeah. has been the hits he ta- he's taken. He's been a good yeah. quarterback. I, I really, I really like that. I was surprised. Yeah, I, I thought the Colts played well. That was a surprise to me. Um, I think um, 
you know, other than that, though, we've already talked about. You know, you mentioned Richardson and just on rookie quarterbacks. I've been very impressed with C.J. Stroud with the Texans. Mm. He's been. He is. He looks. He plays kind of like a veteran. And probably coming into the draft, he was one of the ones I was like, eh, I don't know. Like I like Bryce Young. Yeah. I like Richardson. I liked a lot of them. And CJ Stroud was like, I just don't know. And he's yeah. really impressed me with a group that's not. I mean, Tank Dell is playing well, but it's not like he's some huge name out there. Like he's doing doing it with some. Yeah. So is is the idea yeah. of sitting a rookie quarterback behind like a veteran journeyman is that dead now? Do you start your rookie quarterback if you pick him high enough? Like always? Maybe, but I mean Jordan Love looks good and he sat for a little. Right, I, so I kind of no, I don't. I, it seems like it, the thing is now, like if your quarterback isn't starting by like week four, then you've made a bad draft pick, and that seems insane to me. I think yes, it yeah. really depends on the coach and the system to me because I truly am worried that I think Justin Fields is not a bad quarterback. I think he's broken now though yeah. because I think they brought him into a team that he wasn't ready for. And now, even when he has time, he 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 doesn't feel like he has time because he's just so nervous. I think you can break a quarterback, but you're seeing with like Anthony Richardson he's at the Colts. The I think Shane Steichen is a good offensive mind. This Texans offensive coordinator is uh, Canales is the same guy who kind of help Geno Smith revive his career. So I think he's kind of a quarterback-friendly coach. If you have the right coaching system, I think reps is always better. But reps aren't all – if you're just getting your guy – Good reps like, is killed, better. Good reps is better, yes. yeah. If you're just getting your guy killed, I do think you can break a like a quarterback that has potential. But isn't that kind of the thing, though, is never. everybody that gets these high-level quarterbacks out of the draft, they're almost always terrible football teams, right? So, like, generally, I yeah. would say the, the move should be sit your guy for almost a year at least. Uh, I think so, unless you can come up. That's the thing with these. It seems these new offensive coaches are more quarterback friendly than before. I think like you watch those. those when the league uh, is Dolphins more quarterback games. friendly than before, too, which is another. Yeah, thing too. Yeah. But you like watch those Dolphins games, the way they motion and stuff Tua seems like and at times Tua is making great throws. I'm not trying to knock away what Tua is doing, because sometimes he's making these really accurate, deep throws. But sometimes Tua is just making these a guy wide open in the flats, a guy, a stick route wide open. Five, like he, He's, they make it very, very easy on him. And I, it's why it gets so annoying when you watch the Cowboys sometimes because I'm watching some of these other teams and like what the Bengals did on Monday night with Jamar Chase. They're just they're moving him around and they're making sure he touches the ball 15 times. Same way that the Dolphins do with Tyreek Hill, what Sean McVay does with just insert wide receiver, I guess. It can be Puka Nakua or Cooper Cup. Yeah. These coaches make it more friendly, whereas – some I, I don't know why you're not motioning every single time now. After what I watch in the NFL, I feel like you should always have a guy. The Dolph or what the Vikings do with Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I just think mm-hmm. there's ways these coaches scheme up things that make it better. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know if there's a right or wrong on sitting. What do you think, Tony, about sitting quarterbacks or playing them? I now think there's not a right or a wrong. I think it also depends on when, how old the quarterback is football-wise. Because if you're drafting a guy like Anthony Richardson – um, football wise is pretty young. I mean, he just hasn't played that much. Um, I can't remember if he's is he twenty or twenty one. I can't he's remember young. how he's twenty one. Like he's young, and he's really young. so. I, he would have been one I thought you would want to sit. Um, but he's just so physically talented. It makes basically with his legs that that you know you've got to play him. I think. I really think that Bryce Young should be sitting. I think that Justin uh, Fields should have gotten a chance to sit again. I think you'll see in that. And 
<laughs> Although I think it's funny the way you say it. I, you're right, Kevin. I think these you're breaking these quarterbacks. So, you know, it's just um, it's kind of like a horse. Uh, he's been broke wrong. He can't He's not going to be. Well, good. I think so. Part of the hard um, part about that, too, is yeah. like you really can't go back on Justin Fields. Like it's if you let him start too early, you let him start too early. That's yeah. Once you start him, it's kind of hard to bench him, yeah. you know, because then well, that's. Yeah. And, and so. Justin Fields should probably send money to Geno Smith because Geno Smith is he's the poster child for hey, give these quarterbacks another yeah. chance because it took him eight nine years and he was did the, just a ha- same thing happened to him that's happening to Justin Fields now is the Jets thought he was the second coming and and it just didn't happen but now he's yeah. doing pretty good so uh, be interesting to see if that continues to happen. Um. What was that? I was about to – you had me thinking – oh, I, I think it also, LJ, something that goes into it, and it's not only the coaches can know, are they kind of grasping the speed of things, like in yeah. the film room? Are they are – they, because, like, the NFL, just from what everyone says, it just moves a tick fa- – like, once you go from college to NFL, it just moves that much faster. And, like, a Zach Wilson, I just don't think – his first year, first year and a half, he just – it was moving too fast for him. And then I think he got the yips. Now I think he's truly got the yips, and he's so worried about making the mistake, he's not just playing within mm-hmm. the offense. If if you're the coach and Anthony Richardson seems to be picking it up or C.J. Stroud, all right, well, then they're good. Because I, I do, I just think it can be a very much of a yips thing where all of a sudden now Justin Fields playing seems like he plays not to make – he's like, I don't want to fumble. I don't want to throw the pick. I don't want to get sacked. And now he's playing more tense instead of just – Plain. But then back to that, like once you've made that decision, you can't unmake it sort of thing. Um, the My understanding based on watching all these like in season or hard knocks types shows is the speed between practice slash preseason and that 1% faster that you get in a regular season football game is a world of difference, it seems like to these yeah. players. And so like they might seem like they're getting it at practice, but like, man, if they don't get it in a game and you have like four games in a row of that, like I think that's what we're talking about. It's and I tough. do think it's, it's very it's a dangerous game to play because if you do start the rookie, like if you start Anthony Richardson the first four weeks and then he has a tough or or let's go Bryce Young because he has struggled out the gates. Mm. You start him the first four weeks and then you bring him to the bench. As much as you can say the right things and he can say the right things, it's gonna hurt. You did just get bent. There's a human aspect yeah. to it where you're like, Dang, I failed. Yeah. Like for and most of these guys, especially if they're drafted really early, hadn't failed a whole lot. You know, oh, they had a really successful yeah. <laughs> So that's the first time they gotta come right. and it's just a mental thing of coming to grips like Oh, for the first time in my life, like I might not be able to do this. And you now you gotta now you almost gotta psychologically talk them back into no, you're good. You just need to sit. Yeah, we and just watch need for a little two bit. more weeks. Yeah, or or six more weeks or whatever. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. Um, That's a tough position. Was there I, it, the Jets keep saying they're not moving on from Zach Wilson, even they're still saying they're not moving on from him, and I just don't understand how you don't. I, they're bringing in Trevor Simeon, LJ. So. Yeah, well, when, you know, Northwestern hero. Like, <laughs> you go. Yeah, Zach Wilson doesn't work out. Who should we get? Hey, there's a Simeon yeah. guy I really like. You can always go you with know, a former okay. Bronco quarterback. They've been great for the past decade and a half. So, <laughs> with with the Vikings losing again, should they pick up the call for Kirk Cousins, or it's too it's too early? I. I think they should if they've got if they want to do anything in the AFC East, they're going to start losing their chance because if the Dolphins win, if the Dolphins beat the Bills this weekend, which I don't think they will, um, they're they're four and zero, and the Jets are going to catch them if yeah. they lose again. So um, they they 
they are getting close to a must-win situations, and you don't want to be there five, six games in. So, All but right, then I don't know. You bring Kirk Cousins in, it's not like going to be a uh, a win week one necessarily. Like it's going to take a second to get adjusted to the playbook, and so yeah. and not having Justin yeah. Jefferson. <laughs> it's yeah. that time of the episode right. now. Where we try to make some money. I was going back to see how we did in our parlay. Uh, you can ignore mine, yeah. The Titans most certainly did not win on oh, the did money they not? Line. That is confirmed. No. Okay. The Seahawks did cover. Commanders did not cover plus six and a half against the What was Bills. my uh, other thing was the Giants would cover? That wasn't a thing either. So I did great last week. Keep that in mind, listeners. Almost as good as a <laughs> Yeah. Um, but that's okay. That's all right. That that week is behind yeah. us. We go to a new week. Uh, this one's just going to be a three-teamer because we don't have yeah. pops with us. But um, let's try to find some winners for people. Tony, do you have one off the off the top? or This is a really tough week. I was looking through it, and, and there are some strange lines compared to what happened last weekend. Um, so, uh, But I will say that um, just I, I want to say – I'll leave the Eagles for somebody else. But in a game that everybody's going to watch, I really like the Bills minus two and a half. Mm -hmm. I think they beat the Dolphins by three or more. Big game for the Dolphins coming in off of that high. I think it's going to be tough. A lot of a lot of noise going on, and that's at Buffalo. And I th think Buffalo wants to go to two and two and Dolphins four and oh. I don't think they're that much better going on the road. I like the Bills minus two and a half is what I see. All right. LJ, what you got? Uh, so I'm going to take uh, Baltimore over Cleveland plus two and a half. Um, that just I, I feel like I trust Baltimore more. Um, I just Cleveland is kind of messy and weird. Uh, Baltimore has been a problem, but I don't know. They've, they've lost close games, I think. I just trust Baltimore a bit more to win that game. So plus two and a half, I'll yeah. take those points. Yeah. LJ, tell me if I'm I could be just. Tread, trudging into just ridiculous waters, even trying to, because to, I don't know if anyone wants to watch this yeah, game. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> but I'm thinking Broncos minus three and a half against the Bears. It's hard to say. The Broncos are going to need, uh, like, we'll know the first quarter whether the Broncos, I think the Broncos could either destroy the Bears or uh, lose by, like, nine points. Um, and there's really not an in-between, I don't think, and I don't think we'll know until about halfway through the first quarter. So, I mean, you might shoot for it because I do think there's a good shot at it. They are, I think, a better football team than the Bears. They just got beat by maybe the best football team in the NFL right now. Um, but that's you know a tough what? one. I'll, I'll stay away from it just because I don't want to make the viewer. I don't you want don't want to watch that game. I don't want the listeners to bet it and then feel like they need to watch that game. Yeah, nobody's so watching that game. We'll go to we'll, – we'll I, I think we get a bounce back in the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys, they're minus seven, I believe. Mm -hmm. To the Patriots, I don't think the Patriots yeah. are very good. They have a decent defense, but I don't think I just don't trust Mac. I'm saying minus so six and a half here, so you know that would plus be minus seven. Okay. So I'm looking at that's plus six oh three for us. Ten dollars win seventy, and we fix what we did last yeah. week. We fix right it all. back. There so you go. Right back in it. We're right back on right top. Back on yeah. it. Hey, um, oh, go ahead, Tom. For Sunday games, this is the one I think is interesting. That the biggest game of the week, maybe. The one that's in London, Falcons and Jaguars. The Jaguars are one and two and are ugly doing it. Um, the Falcons just took their first loss. If the Falcons beat the Jaguars, I think we got a little problem down in Jacksonville. Uh, that's a good point. Jacksonville is an interesting there, there game. Could, 
The good thing for them is the AFC South is so bad. I think you could win that division with seven wins. <laughs> but yeah. they they are a team. They kind of got hot towards the end of last year. They won that playoff game. They played t- a tough game with the Chiefs. And it kind of felt like this was the jump year. Like, could mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence almost right. be MVP level? Calvin Ridley, you know. And yep. it's kind of been rocky to start. Things have been a little ugly. And then I thought maybe the Chiefs loss, I was like, you know, that happened. Chiefs are really good. I mean, there's not – you don't hate losing to the Chiefs. But that Texans I loss, did. they didn't just get beat by the Texans. They they kind of got thumped. So Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a tough one. So I, I'm, I'm with you. That's going to be a nice one, you know, uh, coffee or Bloody Mary, whatever tickles your fancy to, to watch that in the morning on Sunday to get things started early. Don't forget on your fantasy lineups. Mm-hmm, set it early, game yeah. early this week, so get your stuff ready. The good news, this week, just one Monday oh, night football. Oh, thank God. I don't know why we decided to do uh, – oftentimes that first Monday night football game, they'll do two. And this year, we were doing – Two football games on both the second and third week, and brutal. I thought maybe I was just getting old, but I, and maybe we're all old because I think we all agree. Like I, I don't like the two su- Monday night. Well, it just games. feels stupid. Well, I have two primetime games. Like I, I get Sunday afternoon. Like that's the time to have all the games going. But like I, it's like they watched March Madness and was like, oh, week one. That's that's when all the fun is. But like that has nothing to do with Monday night football. That's a totally different ball game. Give us one game at a time. Damn it. On Sunday, I'm all ready for the. Yeah. I'm watching because Red Zone. I might even have another game pulled up here. Like, I'm ready to yeah, multitask. I told I'm, everybody, I'm don't bother in. me today. But it's kind of hard Monday afternoon after all day Sunday to say, also, don't bother me this evening. You know? Well, on Monday afternoon, I don't want my brain. You know, our brain works at a little higher capacity, I think, when we're like, okay, I'm keeping up with the time in this Broncos game. Also, the Cowboys. Okay, yeah. if they have three timeouts left or if we stop them. You know, you're, you're doing a lot of calculations. Mm-hmm. On Monday, I just worked on a Monday. I want to come home and just kind of relax mm-hmm. watch one game yeah. you know just chill i don't want to go oh shit the other game right. let, me, let me turn that one on right. now and let me get both my yeah you want to be up. able to I, order I, wings during a commercial break but if there's two games there's no commercial breaks so God. yeah they're destroying the economy is what they're doing and <laughs> i think lj makes the biggest point monday night football is supposed to be a big stage you're it's yeah. you're the only team playing that day you're getting the prime time and now we're doing two games no let, let's get espn or abc i know y'all I wonder, LJ, you think maybe this had something to do with the the writer strike? Oh, that's an interesting point I hadn't considered. Because they already like they so then they can put time. a game, a different game on ABC and a different game on ESPN and have two different live. Now we gotta go back. Uh, stats will get on this for next week, because that's an interesting idea. We gotta go back and figure out when they made that decision to have two games on Monday night. Because that yeah. would make sense that they're trying to kill airtime. And then conspiracy Kevin here. The writer strike ended, and now all of a sudden we got one game. It's like the We're schedule back. worked out We're perfectly. Back. Did Roger Goodell yeah. was he pulling strings? Yeah, I want to know when these decisions <laughs> were made. That's uh, that's interesting. That is it's, interesting. Come on, man. The bye week on, start man. next week. Come on, man. <laughs> you got your you got the what, London game. You telling which me takes that extra what you're telling the me the problem is that they had week. too many games, and so they had to do two on Mondays. That's not the problem. Yes, I think that's the contract they worked out. They couldn't do any more. They didn't. Well, I will say this. I think it's because okay. Here's what I think it is, and I think it's the Sunday afternoon games. There were only three this weekend, and they had the big the big three three o'clock games lined up, and I wanted the national audience on those games. And I think that's why they said, well, we want a fourth Sunday game against these three, push it to Monday night. And um, and so I, that's what I think. That's an interesting happened. idea, too. I like that. But, yeah, I, normally there's four three o'clock games, and there was only three this weekend. 
But no, I mean, which game do you think they wasn't one of their primetime games? Eagles, Buccaneers, or Rams, Bengals? Both of those beginning of the season would be like, let's take either of these games. I think it was the Eagles, Buccaneers. You're saying that's At something Tampa, they didn't expect no Tom much Brady, of? Yeah. Oh, no, Tom Brady, of course. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. That makes sense. When the when the uh, schedules were set. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking at this rider strike thing, too, though. I, both of these theories are <laughs> really interesting to me. The schedule quirks, another interesting thing. I don't know if y'all have noticed, so we did mention the Jaguars are playing in uh, London or whatever. Home or game. Yeah, home game. They're playing back-to-back games. They're going to be in London for two weeks. Next week, they're also in London. That's they right. play the Bills. That's right. It's just an interesting, like, they could, by the time they get back stateside, they could be one and four, and their season could be in, be one and in four barrel. And, and talking funny. Boy, mate, what's up, eh? They're like, where's my tea? What are we doing? <laughs> tea, all right. Well, I think that gets us. Before we go, though, Uncle Tony, what 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 you drinking on tonight on a on a Wednesday night? On a Wednesday night. So I made something. I've been making this drink now uh, for uh, two or three weeks, trying it out. For the so, listener out there, it looks like a classy it drink. Does, I don't yeah. know what's in it. It's the glass. So it's in a highball yeah. glass, but it's um, it is two parts, uh, two parts bourbon, and a half a part of Mister Black coffee liqueur. And you might be thinking, geez, but uh, it's not Kahlua because Kahlua is sweet, but Mr. Black's a little more bitter. This thing tastes just like an um, a real Irish coffee, like a coffee mm. with uh, with Irish whiskey in it, except there's no coffee. It's coffee liqueur. And so Mr. Black's is a really good coffee liqueur. If you guys can find it out Heard. there, uh, get it. It's awesome. But it's just two parts and a half part. It's really good. Really good, and you know it's eight o'clock right now as we're recording, yeah. so this isn't going to keep you up. This is no, this is absolutely not, coffee. absolutely not. Okay, all right, there you go. We learned something new from Uncle Tony all the time. I tell you what. All right, that will do it for this week's pod. We'll be back next week to break down another one. Hopefully, uh, a Cowboys win and the Broncos don't give up seventy. Yeah, I mean I'm that'd be the bar. That'd, that'd be a high, win for if know? they give up seventy to the Bears. <laughs> then I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not back then, on next week. I'm just out. <laughs> then you might need to just. Relevant. I already team, don't know like, that I like football anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. I'll catch y'all next week. Peace, Peace. out. Peace. All right. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that worked out well. That's good, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I, you know, uh, the games are really weird. I, I like Philly, might I say. I also like the Cardinals getting plus 14 against the Rams. I mean, against the 49ers, the 49ers. Uh, it's at San Francisco, so they're really good. But Arizona, like I said, next day, Kevin, I don't know that they're that bad. Vikings get right against Carolina, too, right? Like, minus four, they probably be from one four. I don't know. I didn't want to put yeah. money on it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. I also like the Bengals as two and a half point favorites at Tennessee, as bad as Tennessee played this week. Yes. Now, that, that Tennessee will be able to run the football, and so that's why I stayed away uh, away from that Baltimore Cleveland game. Is man, Cleveland's defense against the run is just phenomenal. 
and uh, Baltimore's going to run the football. Well, we'll game. make sure if we're all still recording, we'll add this to the end so the listener knows. Just do not listen to LJ. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't listen to Uncle Tony because man, my betting. Yeah, oh, yeah, we've been doing great. We've been doing great so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know Baltimore, Gus Edwards uh, hurt his foot a little bit, and did Justice Hill get hurt as well? Okay. And, uh, should we back this way? Yeah, because there was a Mel and Gordon sighting. Another former Bronco out there for you, LJ. Oh, yeah, plenty of them, yeah. Former Broncos do great. Broncos don't. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'll get y'all later. I went. All right. See ya. Um, I put in a few. I tried to get Josh Palmer and James Harden, but it was low numbers. I haven't even looked. Thank you.